it's time to share your story. Welcome to Revealing Conversations with Patron Nicole. Heart-led discussions that reveal, release, and unveil. You will leave this hour lighter, brighter, and inspired. And now, here's Patron Nicole. Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to my show, Revealing Conversations with Petra. I am uh, over, getting over a little bit of a cold. I had to go to Las Vegas this weekend and stayed at the Venetian, and I have to tell you, it's an extraordinary experience to be in a world of illusion like Las Vegas. I mean, to walk in the piazza at the Venetian and have a fake sky and fake gondolas and everything was fake. I felt like I was in Pleasantville. My boyfriend said to me as we sat there eating some gelato, he said, don't you feel like we were just beamed into this scene and it's a movie set and everything is an illusion here? And it felt like we were in another world. And thank God I'm not a gambler. So (laughs) walking into the plaza or walking into that hotel that looks like a cathedral in Rome And then right at the end of it, there was a casino with all kinds of machines and noise and lights. It was it was so fantastic to see the how our world can become such an illusion of what humans can create. It's it's quite extraordinary. This was my third time in Las Vegas, and I have a hard time coming back from that because there's such an overload of impressions that go on, and I had to definitely uh, do some meditations around all that and uh, get grounded again by putting my feet in the water, etc. So today, I have the great pleasure of introducing a very special guest. And her name is Reverend Kimberly Maroney. Now, Kimberly is an angel expert. She was blessed with the ability to experience direct personal contact with God angels and spiritual beings. She was, in fact, the first person in the world to earn a, a master's degree in angelology and doctorate in spiritual psychology. And many of the best-known angel experts have sought to learn from her, including Doreen Virtue. Kimberly skillfully combines her 40 years' experience as a mystic with her education to guide people into profound, life-changing angel encounters by following in the guidance this gifted mystic has authored a dozen books, including best-selling angel blessing cards and founded the angelministry.com. So can I welcome you onto the line here? Kimberly, are you here? I'm here. I'm so happy to be here with you, Petra. Oh, welcome to the show. Very excited. I can hear you. Well, can you hear me? I can. I can. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. We had a chance to chat a little bit before a few days ago, and I am just so pleased uh, to know you. You know, I had a New Age store years and years ago in a vegetarian restaurant in Roseburg, Oregon, 
And uh, some of the cards in my store that I sold were the angel blessing cards. And in fact, I used to open them almost on a daily basis. So it is really my pleasure that, that to meet you and, and to have a chance to talk to you. So, uh, Kimberly, oh, how, thank you. How, old, how old were you when you first realized that you had uh, this, this clear communication with angels? Can, can you share that with us? I was a teenager, and my first mystic experience actually happened with Jesus, and then from there it branched into angels. And I'm not sure how that communication or that uh, transference happened. It just did. But when I was, uh, I think, 15 or 16, I was at a, a Christian youth summer camp. I went to summer camp every year because my dad was a Presbyterian minister, and I, I loved the summer camp. So one summer I was on Catalina Island off the coast of California, it was a scuba diving camp. I had learned how to scuba dive, so we had the opportunity to go on dives off the coast of Catalina, which was spectacularly beautiful, in this summer camp. And because it was Christian, in the evenings we would gather around a bonfire on these beautiful, hot summer days on the beach with a clear night sky with lots of twinkling stars, <clears throat> And we would pray. So one night we were there around a bonfire praying to Jesus out loud. They had us praying out loud. We were all in our own individual prayer out loud. So, you know, it was a pretty noisy experience, which was really fun. We were all in our own experience. And so there I am, I'm praying, and I felt somebody touch my shoulders. So I was quite shocked. I opened my eyes. I kind of jumped. I looked around, and I was actually standing off by myself. There wasn't anybody around me. So I closed my eyes, I went back into my prayer, and after a little while in my prayer, I felt that touch again. So once again, I was shocked, I opened my eyes, I jumped, I looked around, and again, there was nobody near me. So the third time, I went back in my prayer, and the third time it happened, I, I just took a breath and I thought, okay, okay. Now, what am I asking for in my prayer? I was asking for Jesus to hold me personally. And what was happening, I was feeling Jesus hold me personally. Mm. That was a life-changing moment, and that was my first mystical experience. And kind of mm. like you, it wasn't something that you'd talk about in the family, because in my family, you know, my dad was a Presbyterian minister, but it was kind of like what Lily Tomlin says. She asked the question, why is it that when you talk to God, it's prayer? But when God talks back to you, it's schizophrenia. <clears throat> so, you know, it was, it just, yeah. it just wasn't, you know, it was okay to pray, but it wasn't acceptable in my family's version of Christianity to actually receive a response from God. It just didn't happen. So it was something that I had to keep to myself. And so then as I went off to college, I left home at 17, I went off to college and um, right away, my freshman year in college, I was attracted to different spiritual groups and friends who were spiritual and ended up in a number of different metaphysical communities. And it was immediately, I think when I was about 17, my energy and attention immediately went to angels. You know, I don't even remember how that connection got made. But just somehow the angels started connecting with me and I started to see them and feel them. I started to hear their voices. And um, they've been with me ever since. 
for a while it was kind mm. of an in and out thing, kind of like, you know, hokey pokey, they're there one minute, they're in one minute, they're out the next. But eventually over time, as I continued on my spiritual journey, they got to the point where they're just here all the time. Mm, that is just beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it's this mystic, these mystical experiences. So true that was a, a, a great thing to share about how, uh, you know, we can we can ask for God to come through, but then when we talk about it, like uh, I think uh, I think you and I uh, uh, spoke earlier about uh, Jesus coming also uh, into my life when I had my near-death experience, and then, you know, I was not permitted to share that in the family because I would have been put in an insane asylum for sure. And my mother warned me about that. We, so it was, you know, not something yeah. that we can talk about as kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we need to develop discernment over who who is the right person to share specific experiences with. And the other thing mm-hmm. is that when ex- when an experience is very precious to your heart, you do want to be a little careful about how you share it. You want to be sure and share it with people who will understand it, who will receive it, knowing that it's real, who won't try to invalidate your experience or you or lock you up in the loony bin thinking that you're schizophrenic or crazy. You want to be Mm -hmm. very careful about who you share experiences with. I have many people who contact me saying that... um, They'll they'll send me an email or they'll say you probably think I'm cr- I'm crazy if I tell you about the experience I've had. I just had a conversation like that yesterday, where I said no, <laughs> no, I won't think you're crazy. And uh, this particular mm-hmm. person was saying, well, I, I bet you have people all the time who don't believe what you say, who question what you say. And I and I explained to her, well, no, not really, because. I've come to the point in my life where most everyone in my life is a kindred spirit, where at this point I'm only attracting people who want to hear what I have to say, who believe what I have Mm -hmm. to say, and many of them are surrounded by a community who don't understand them. They feel alienated. They feel like like the black sheep or they feel like the, the... crazy one. They've been made to feel like they're the crazy one for the experiences that they're having. And Mm -hmm. the only dilemma is that they're not yet surrounding themselves with kindred spirits or people who understand what they're saying in their experience. Now, Mm -hmm. this has a couple of purposes. One of the things that it does is it helps to make us strong within ourselves so that when we need to keep that kind of experience within ourselves, we have to validate our own experience in ways that are just really beautiful, that make us stronger inwardly where it really counts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you uh, speak to particular angels? Like do you, do you know exactly who they are, their names, or archangels, for example? I have been... I have been so blessed. So when I first started writing about angels, the way my journey unfolded was I was um, near death. I love it that we share the near death experience. I was near death. I was lying on the sofa one day 
again, in very deep prayer, probably one of the deepest prayers that I've ever prayed, begging God to just take me. I, I remember that prayer. It was, uh, let me get it back here. It was, um, hmm. Lord, I don't care what you do with me. All that matters is that I feel your love right now. That was a no-holds-barred, no-negotiation, total surrender prayer. I don't care what you do with me. I don't care what happens. All that matters is that I feel your love right now. I poured every bit of myself into that prayer, not holding back anything. I didn't care if I died. That was actually my preference. I wanted God to take me right then on the spot. I was in such pain and agony. I really just wanted to die. And there was some part of me that knew that anything that my ego wanted probably wasn't it. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't ask for that. I said, I don't care what you do with me. I was content to suffer for years. I was content to be a pitiful blob of flesh on the sofa, unable to function, in such pain that I couldn't even think or see. I was content to stay that way as long as I could feel God's love. I was also content Mm -hmm. to be completely healed, which was kind of beyond my ability to even think at the time. I was so sick. But that possibility was in my mind. Well, that could happen. And again, I didn't want to ask for that because I didn't know what the greater will for my life was. Or I thought, you know, I could be content with anywhere in between. A little bit of functionality would be good. (laughs) And so in that prayer, it was really a total, total surrender. I don't care what happens. The only thing that matters is that I feel your love because with your love, I can face anything. Mm -hmm. And so when we pray, excuse my language, but, you know, no shit, serious prayers, scary, scary prayers like that, they are Mm -hmm. answered. And mine mine was the ceiling in my living room vanished. And you talk about European cathedrals. The heavenly host came through my ceiling into my living room. Millions of angels It was like those paintings in the cathedrals in Rome or like uh, one of the beautiful Doré line drawings with millions of beings cascading down to hold me in love. And it was wild. I never could have imagined what it would feel like for millions of beings to hold me in love at the same time. And what completely blew the circuits of my little human brain was that I could sense all of these unique individuals holding me simultaneously in love. Now, we can't do that with the limitations of our human body. We can hold, hug one person. You know, we can do a real nice full body connection hug with one person. We can do, you know, a little bit of a group hug with a couple of people. But it's not possible in a physical body to have that kind of extraordinarily intimate and vulnerable and profoundly loving experience of many beings simultaneously. And um, so it's so beautiful what you're describing here. And I had a a very close experience to that once. And it went also into a cellular level. You know, it encompassed also nature. Mm -hmm. I felt uh, such an overwhelming love that I was in love literally 
with the leaf on the ground or the blade of grass or, you know, people, yes, of course, but also this connectivity with all that is around us and not really caring anymore if I died or if I lived. It was all in God's hands. And, and so that is that was, and, just such a beautiful description you just gave us. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. And it is a visceral, it is a cellular experience. It literally changes our DNA when we have mm-hmm. those experiences. And so it was for me, in this embrace of total love, for the first time in two years, the pain subsided for a short time. And I mean, I was in excruciating agony that pain drugs didn't touch. And Mm -hmm. so in this embrace of love, the pain left me for a while. It was never as bad after that. It did return, but it was manageable after that. I healed, my body healed. But the best part was, during that deep embrace of love, the angels communicated with me, I'm going to call it telepathically, because in this exchange there weren't words. I've had many exchanges where I do receive messages in the form of words, but this was in a full-body omniscience. It was in a knowing, a presence and a knowing, and in this visceral experience the angels asked me to create a bridge to spirit and that bridge to spirit became the angel blessings cards so for the next four years the 44 angels that are in angel blessings came to me one at a time and they would work with me for anywhere from a week to a month and I mean serious intense work and during that time they would literally infuse every cell of my physical body and my energy bodies with their qualities of energy so that by the time I was able to complete the book, I was literally walking this earth embodying the energy and the essence, the presence, the wisdom, the love, the being of these 44 angels. So yes, I recognize them. (laughs) I know who they are. I recognize that's just so beautiful so uh kimberly what does it mean when people talk about meeting your soul star like what what does that can you explain that to our listeners today because we have had people asking about that you know i want to meet my soul star is that an external being or is that the self how how does one uh, answer that question what a great what a great question so let's start with some um, spiritual cartography or our spiritual anatomy. It's the map of our being. So um, one of my beloved mentors and friends, Reverend Dr. Judith Larkin Reno, invented spiritual cartography, and she made what she calls a God ladder. The God ladder makes it really easy for us to understand with our Western mind um, what she took 50 years of deep study with all the different world religions to um, condense into what our Western minds could understand. So our first level of being is our physical body. We can call it the physical realm. It's our body. It's the world we live in. We know this world. It's the chair we're sitting in, the floor under our feet, the clothing we're wearing, the, the sound that we're hearing. This is our physical world. Our second etheric body that's a little larger than our physical body is our emotional body. 
So when we feel emotions, we feel that energetic ripple in our energy system. So when we fall in love, we feel that energetically, viscerally. When we're angry, we feel that that ripping energy of anger uh, tearing through us energetically. When we're embarrassed or hurt or feel betrayed, we feel that. It's a feeling. Beyond that, our next body, our third body, is our mental body. Now, our mental body has two parts. It has the lower analytical part, which we need in our everyday life. This is the part that helps us learn in school. It's the part that helps us learn the systems and the programs and the materials that we need to learn for school or for our jobs or for our lives. It's the part that helps us to balance our checkbook and remember our passwords and remember how to drive our car and um, remember to look both ways before we cross the street. It's a very important part of our being, and it's also the part of us that compares and contrasts. So as we look at other people, this part of us naturally compares and contrasts. So it, it um, as part of our ego, it wants to either build us up or tear us down. It's always doing one or the other. So we're, it's either justifying how much better we are than that other person that we're looking at, or it's tearing us down and telling us how much worse we are and how much better they are. So that's what the lower mental body, the analytical mental body does. Our higher analytical, men, our higher mental body connects us with our imagination and our intuition. It's the doorway into higher states of consciousness. So, so far, our mind, emotions, and body are captive within the time-space continuum. So my physical body can only be here in one location at this time. (laughs) At this time, so my body's here in my chair in my office on the phone with you right now. And... There's another part of me, for our listeners who listen to this recording, there's another part of us. There's our soul. And for those listening to the recording, we are connecting live in the eternal now, outside of time and space, in the realm of the soul. So how do we just get there with this magic? We're getting to the soul star in here in just a minute, but we need to know these other parts to know how that all of these pieces fit together in our full being. So the first state of consciousness outside of time-space reality is the psychic realm. There's a psychic barrier that keeps us stuck in time and space. And on the other side of that barrier is eternity. And so the psychic realm, or the fourth realm of existence, or the fourth rung on the God ladder, is the first place we go outside of time and space. Now, the psychic realm is everything. It's good and bad. It's negative and positive. It's love and hate. Everything happens in the psychic realm. So, once again, my beloved mentor, Judith Larkin Reno, taught me not to develop psychic abilities, but rather pass through the psychic realm to the soul realm, which is where we're getting with the soul star, Now, the soul realm is the first realm outside of human existence where there is only love. There is no Mm -hmm. hatred. There is no fear. There is no pain. There is only love. So when those angels came to visit me that day when I was so close to death, 
they transported me into this soul realm and actually beyond into the realm above it, into the realm of the personal God, the sixth realm, for an experience of pure divine love that began the healing process in my body. They literally reprogrammed the DNA of my body to bring me back to life and to help me heal. And so mm-hmm. the soul star, when we look at it, it's above, it lives above our heads a couple of feet. And when we first start to make contact with it, if you can see through your inner vision, through your etheric vision, it's a tiny twinkle of a light. But mm-hmm. as we advance in our spiritual path, as we evolve in our spiritual calling, as we awaken our spiritual desire, that soul star becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. So you were telling me that uh, you went to somebody who told you you were going to meet your soul star, and there's a lot of confusion about what the soul star is. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand this bigger picture to understand that the soul star is really us. It's a higher aspect of us. It's Mm -hmm. so much higher, though, that it can seem like it's an angel. It can seem like it's our guardian angel or it's another being or it's, it's our soulmate come to rescue us or we can view it from our human perspective as all kinds of help coming to get us. Help, rescue me. Be my knight in shining armor. Come get me. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. life can be really difficult. You know, I'm trying to make so, a little bit of a joke, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. You know, I, I, I spent uh, 11 years with an Indian guru, with an Indian teacher, and uh, spent um, 10 of those years meditating um, many, many hours a day, six to ten hours a day for, for a decade. And one of the things that just rang true when you, t- when you were just speaking was uh, the instruction was always to not develop psychic power. And I think that a lot of people get trapped within that psychic ability or, you know, going from the psychic realm into the, into the true pure spiritual realm. And how do people recognize or how do we explain to people what that looks like? Can you speak a little bit more on that subject, uh, Kimberly? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I was saying before that the soul realm is the first place where there is only love. And that is the single biggest touchstone or recognizer we have to know that we are in the soul realm is that there is only love if there's anything else if there are if you're receiving messages of death and destruction and doom and gloom you're in the psychic realm Mm -hmm. if you're seeing past and future you're in the psychic realm you know which is okay we can also access our ability to um experience past and future for healing purposes from the soul realm, but it's a different perspective than it is when you're in the psychic realm. And so, um, like your teacher was saying, the psychic realm isn't the best place for us to be. And likewise, from the soul realm, our inner senses awaken, only they awaken in a little different way than they do from the psychic realm. 
So our inner sight, our inner vision, our inner hearing, our inner sense of knowing awaken also in the soul realm, but there's a different quality to it. And that quality of love is very important because love is the key to these higher realms. You can't get there without first opening your heart to love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I met somebody recently who was uh, uh um, about multidimensional realities that we exist, like you just said, we exist in other dimensions at the same time. And he also spoke about splits, that we have splits on the planet at the same time as we are living. Have you ever heard about that before, uh, Kimberly? And, and, and so I would love some explanations on that. This is really, I'm very curious mm-hmm. about it. Oh, yes. I think I lost you here for a minute. Hello? Kimberly? Hello? I think we lost contact here for a second, so let me see if I can get her back in. One moment. I think the call was just dropped, so give me one second. For the listeners on the line right now, we just lost contact with Kimberly and uh, trying to get her back on the phone. One minute. Hold on tight. We are interviewing Kimberly Maroney today, and we just had a little disconnect on the line, so uh, let's see if we can get her back. One moment. Texting Kimberly a message to call back in. Hmm. Dr. Kimberly Marooney was blessed uh, to be connected to angels, and she is here today with us at Blog Talk Radio, revealing conversations with Petra. And we got a call dropped, so now I'm trying to get her back into the call. And Kimberly, if you can hear us, Please call back in because the call was just dropped out. I can't see you online here. One moment. Thanks for your patience, everyone that's on the line right now. See if we can find her. I'll send her a message. Call back in. Call back in. All right. Let's just see if she calls back and I can identify her number. Uh, For those of you being with us here on my show, 
We are interviewing Kimberly Marooney at her website is KimberlyMarooney.com and TheAngelMinistry.com. Kimberly has a, a master's degree in angelology and a doctorate in spiritual psychology. Many of the best-known angel experts have thought to learn from her, including Doreen Virtue. And uh, she actually uh, created the Angel Blessing Cards and founded angelministry.com. So I'm really, really excited uh, to speak with her. We're at a very pivotal moment just now when uh, her call dropped. So uh, we're waiting here online to see if she received my message so we can get her back on board. We were just talking about uh, the experience I've had on the, on the spiritual path when I was 23, I was uh, initiated by a teacher from India into light and sound meditation. And one of the things we were told was to uh, really not develop psychic powers and to understand the difference between psychic energy and the real pure regions of, of Godhead of love. And so Kimberly was just sharing with us how you know when you're in the psychic realm because there are there can be messages of doom and gloom or you're in uh, arenas of where you believe you can tell future or past. But when you're going beyond that realm, there is really just pure love and that is the region of the Godhead. So um, I might have to figure out to call her back because she's obviously not getting our messages here. So I'm going to call her on the telephone and bear with me one second. It's on block talk. Well, I guess we have to just wait here patiently and hopefully Kimberly will come back on the call. I don't know exactly what happened, but we're having some technical issues. Her call was dropped just as we were uh, speaking about what it means uh, to meet your soul star. And she was uh, so uh, graciously explaining to us that what a soul star really or soul star energy means, and that is actually yourself, meeting yourself as a reflection in that realm of love. And uh, sometimes it can be misconstrued as to believe that a soul star could be another being or an angelic being that is externally present. But really, we are in the one and we join into the Godhead where everything is one. Uh, Kimberly has uh, done a tremendous amount of work and is also working on a new book right now. Uh, that is uh, due to be published in the next few months, which uh, she will hopefully come back on the call and share with us. Uh, We have uh, a wonderful opportunity to work with her angel master classes that she does. And she lives in uh, Port Angeles, which um, you can uh, visit her and attend workshops with her. Uh, working with angels is, of course, an amazing experience. They take us to places we could never imagine as they pour wisdom and grace into us. Kimberly was very, very sick, and she uh, was visited by angels who then 
she did not, at that point where she was so ill, she was in so much pain, she didn't care if she died or lived. But she was literally reprogrammed on a cellular level where her DNA was reprogrammed. Uh, one of the angels is Archangel Gabriel, who activates our soul star in, in the experience of divine love and grace. And so you can learn more of, about your soul calling and life purpose as you experience asking for what you need and then receiving it. You'll receive the mantle of authority and empowerment to manifest your soul calling. So when you work with Kimberly, she helps you identify what that is. And there is Kimberly back on the line. Kimberly, are you back? Oh, I'm, ta- I'm back. I was talking away telling this great story. And and I didn't even know that my my line had dropped off. <laughs> yeah, your line dropped just when I finished asking the question. So I've been entertaining everybody a little bit. Of oh my goodness! Uh, you know, I'm not the angel expert here, so I had to. I hope our listeners are still with us. At least they can have the recording. So I am so sorry that happened, but I'm gonna have to ask you to repeat all this information again. My last question was uh, how, um, what that means when we live in a multi-dimensional universe, and can you explain that? And also, I met someone who was telling me about splits that we have aspects of ourselves in other even in this time right now and is that actually something that really happens okay so it was a great story i'll have to just tell it again <laughs> so, so I'm glad moving on in our in our spiritual cartography or our spiritual anatomy so our, many people think that our soul is eternal, but it's not. It's temporary. And there, so to these splits, let's talk about that. So on the next realm up of existence, the sixth realm, that's where our true being, our eternal being dwells. So somewhere along the way, our eternal being decided that it would be fun to experience separation from God and divine love and experience material creation to come into a body and so what they did was they fragmented or split off a part of their own energy our eternal beings split off this fragment of themselves to become the soul which is what created that fifth realm of existence the soul and the soul star the soul star is our connection it's our portal into the soul realm and our soul being where this huge treasure vault is. So as part of this whole picture, when we came into human embodiment, the purpose of being in a body is to develop the devotion, the desire, the love for everything. Love for God, love for the divine, love for every leaf and blade of grass in nature, love for every person like you experience, that experience of of oneness of connection with nature with all that is that's the purpose of human life to come into this experience of love love is the gateway for us out of the confines of time space reality and into the higher dimensions so back to the splits so our soul is was tasked with um 
you know, as we come into life, we have these different issues that we're tasked with working through. We have issues of health and abundance and manifestation and wisdom and illumination and love. We have relationship issues of love and hate and anger and despair and resentment and bitterness. We have issues working through what's my soul calling, what's my divine plan, what's my life purpose, why am I here? And so we have all of these different issues to develop and work through as the human being that we are. Well, we're not the only one, like Kimberly, isn't the only human being that my soul has out. And as we approach our awakening, we can begin to become aware that there are other aspects of ourselves that are out there in all of existence. So not only here on earth at this time, but in past lives, in future lives, and in other realms of reality on other planets. And so as we are awakening, the the part the point to the journey is for all of these parts of ourselves to come back into union with the soul and the divine being so that eventually that soul is no longer needed. It's only temporary. And all of that love, that wisdom, that richness that was garnered through these vast array of thousands of lifetimes of experience comes back to enrich the true being. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there can Beautiful. be other aspects of us. Yeah. And um, one of the other stories I was just telling uh, to um, the universe <laughs> in my <laughs> conversation was... Mm-hmm that um, I have a friend that likes to think about um, uh, infinite possibility. So let's just imagine that I'm dealing with an issue. I'm going to use myself as an example. That I'm dealing with an issue in life, and let's say it's, a, it's an abundance issue. I'm having a money issue, and or I'm having an issue with um, getting over some kind of a hurdle for something. But somewhere out there, there are thousands of other versions of me that are working on the same question, trying all different stuff that I haven't tried. So I've had my version that I've worked on, and all of these other versions of me are trying all of these other versions that I would never even imagine because they're working on it. (laughs) So So it's just God's way of speeding it up a little bit. I think so. (laughs) Trying all these different versions at once. Right. So what I can do, what my friend taught me to do is to say, I know that somewhere in all of creation there is a version of me that has already solved this problem. I know that there is already a solution. And I claim that solution. I demand that that wisdom, that that solution, that that knowledge be transferred from the lifetime where it originated to this lifetime within me so that I can use it for my benefit in this lifetime. Can you feel the power Mm. in that? Oh, my goodness, yes, yes. So I'm interviewing Kimberly Marooney, KimberlyMarooney.com, TheAngelMinistries.com, uh, the author of the best-selling Angel Blessing Cards. And now, Kimberly, this conversation about splits and about soul stars and about how, again, we come from this region of, of oneness with the Godhead, with the ocean of God, and we decide to project ourselves down into different dimensions, 
into different fragments of that soul. Yes. Did we? Yes. You're still there. Good. We didn't lose you now. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I, I just love this. So people can get in touch with you and attend a workshop in Port Angeles. Do you, do you teach workshops? Do you do classes? How do people get a hold of you? Do they just call you up, or, I, or how does this work? They can, they can call me up. I do angel readings. I do personal healing sessions. I teach. I have uh, many things available on my website, KimberlyMarooney.com. One of the special gifts that I want to give everybody is the first class in a series of six angel master classes that I led. The first one was called Connect with Angels to Receive Your Mission. There's a link for it on our website and also if um, on the Revealing Conversations. And also if you go to KimberlyMarooney.com, it's over on the right side. You'll see the angel master class. You can sign up for it. This is the first of six amazing free master classes. So that's a good way to work with me. Or you can send me an email at Kimberly at KimberlyMarooney.com. Connect with me personally. You could schedule a, um, a personal healing session or angel reading. I'm here. Mm, that's so beautiful. I, I just love it. So uh, when when we... What happens when we finally connect with all these fragments of soul, uh, past and future, different dimensions? Then where do we go? We, we, you said that the soul is not eternal. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. The soul is only temporary as long as there is a fragment in human or in, in material existence. The soul is needed because the soul is the... Um, manager <laughs> they're the uh, director mm-hmm. of all of the fragments of our eternal being that are in embodiment in some form in material creation and so when all mm-hmm. of those fragments like I would be a fragment you're a fragment when we complete our work and we come home to spirit so to speak then the soul will no longer be needed and its work will have been accomplished Mm-hmm. And then where do we go? Um, well, then we're, um, we are part of our true being. So our consciousness just merges back in with the all of who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to a, a, a place once uh, during the, the time I spent in India where I was in this region of oneness where all I saw all I felt, I was no longer uh, a soul. I was, however, there was a consciousness within this entity. So there was a consciousness, but I was one with millions and billions and billions of other souls. And everything was just bright, bright gold, like so much light that it, it, it was almost unbearable to look at. Beautiful, beautiful oneness. And uh, deep, deep love and connection to everything and to everyone. So, is this a place yes. where I went? Was this what you're trying to describe? What you're what you're describing right now? That's your true being. Mhm, mhm. And so we get back. I went. We become that day on so- yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we, we're yeah. trapped here in this in in these different fragments of self, 
and we think it's real, but it's really all an illusion. And in the moment that we recognize that it's really just an illusion, and especially in the physical, the physical being the densest part of all that, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of having an experience like you did in Las Vegas, where you're in this um, hotel that looks like a European cathedral, and there's no question that it's that it's not. It's a hotel. It's a story made up. It's storybook land. And it helps us to see that really all of human existence is just that made up. But we believe that it's real and true. That's part of the deal here because we're experiencing it as real and true. When we're hungry, mm-hmm. we're hungry. When we're in pain, it hurts. When we're having difficulties and challenges and people are mean to us, it's hard. Hmm. Wow. You know, when we lose a so home, when we lose a home or a family, it is so real to us. So what happens to people that suddenly wake up and realize that it's an illusion? Because I can, I can recognize that it is an illusion, and I teach people that it is an illusion in my own classes, you know, and I remind them that it's an illusion, and there is law of attraction at play all the time. So if you're living in joy and happiness and love, you're attracting the same energy toward you. Can you speak a little bit uh, about that, uh, Kimberly, on, on the law of attraction, <laughs> what that means? Oh, awakening is such a funny thing. Um, when I had one of my awakenings, it's like I woke up and, damn, I'm still here. <laughs> I still have his body. Okay. <laughs> and I spent I spent the next two years seeing through the illusion of the material world and feeling really angry about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been and there. Actually, I had I had good guidance telling me be patient, keep going, don't stop here. There's more. <laughs> And so it took me it took me really 2 years of observing what's happening in this world seeing the pain seeing the horror that happens in this world through awakened eyes and thinking excuse my language what the fuck you know, mm-hmm. just deep deep pain but then I in anger but then I eventually got through it you know that was a phase I got through it and God to the uh, and I'm saying this because I know that there are other people in the world right now who are listening who are in that phase of, of mm-hmm. what? <laughs> um, I think it was Krishnamurti who said, "I don't know why anybody would ever want to awaken." Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, there there can be you know it it can be different. This was my experience. It can be different, but. For two years, my awakening was very deep and very painful, and I was very angry. But I did persevere. I did continue on my journey. I got through that. And then I got to the part of the love and the joy that you were just describing. And so, yes, the more I live in a state of love and joy in my life, the more I attract more love and joy into my life. And I have the most wonderful life now. I have a beautiful home. I have a wonderful husband. 
We live in a beautiful place. The sun just came out. We have snow on the ground that's glistening white. We live in this magical fairyland. I have a beautiful life, and my God, have I been through hell to get here. Mm-hmm. And did so I did owe that. that <laughs> that's life. You know, mm-hmm. what I'd like to do in this remaining time is take us through this soul star activation with Archangel Gabriel because it will answer more questions. Okay, let's let's do it. We have eight how, minutes before they how, cut us off. Eight minutes. Okay, eight okay. minutes. So let's let's close our eyes and take a breath and just relax because this is this activation part that we want. So breathe and relax. Let your heart open to love. Let your heart open to the angels who are all around you, to the spiritual beings, to the guides and the masters who are always all around you. Let your heart open in love. Breathe, relax, trust. The angels say, we are here. We are guiding you. Lord Gabriel is with you now, awakening your soul calling and life purpose. Gabriel activates your soul star, containing all the wisdom and resources you need for your mission to succeed. Receive the resources and wisdom now. We open your crown chakra, allowing these wisdom and resources to flow down from the heavens into your physical world. As the wisdom and resources enter your nervous system and brain, your cellular structure, your DNA is altered. Altered, A-L-T-A-R-E-D. Your body is your living altar, your temple, your expression of devotion, love, and service in this world. So breathe. Relax. Trust as this transfiguration takes place within the cells of your body. Ask, right now, ask for what you need and want. Ask to know that everything you need, the wisdom and resources of your soul calling, are here for you now. (coughs) Excuse me. Search for the place within that lives in this truth, that knows it. Know that you are the presence and power of God acting in this world. You are the hands and heart of God healing and loving the people. You are the voice of God bringing messages of truth and inspiration from the heavens. You are the eyes of God seeing love in everyone. You are authorized. You are empowered to manifest your soul calling now. The wait is over. The sun is dawning on creation and this sun is the divine light of source. The divine light shines brightly on you, illuminating your true being, awakening the rapture of divine love in every cell of your body. Filling the vessel of your body with energy, ideas, 
visions, courage, wisdom to take the leap of faith so that you can follow the clear guidance you receive. The universe is conspiring to support you with everything needed when it is needed. Watch for synergistic meetings, resources, and miracles in your life. Everything is important, no matter how small it seems. Every thought, feeling, situation, and person in your life is delivering the next clue or sign or step on your path of manifesting your calling, your soul calling, your mission. So breathe, relax, trust, listen, say yes, act. You are an angel. You are a blessed and powerful seraphim. The mountains quake when you call forth your divinity. Why wait? Do it now. We are with you, ushering in the golden age of your life. It's now. Come home to love, support, joy, delight, empowerment, and co-creation now. The gateway is open. Your initiation is complete. Step through. We are here for you. We are here. Breathe. Relax. Trust. The heavenly host celebrates this great moment of awakening as you discover more of the truth of your being. There are millions of angels in embodiment at this time to turn the tide toward the great awakening for this golden age. Your soul star is the key to your angel light body, your true being. Think of it as the lock in the gateway. Your soul star is the closest access point to the higher realms of being and your angel light body. It shines etherically in your aura just a few feet above your head. As you awaken, it appears as a tiny point of light twinkling, beckoning above your head. At the moment of divine activation, Your guardian angel calls forth Archangel Gabriel and the ascension begins. This has already happened for you. You would not be listening at this moment if it were not true. Ascension takes place in many small steps or experiences over time. In this first initiation, the soul star is activated. That means it becomes accessible to you. It is as if you can see the lock in the door. So what is the key? Love. As your oh, heart That is so beautiful. Ends. I'm going to have to cut you off here. The show is going to end in just 60 seconds, and I need to close. Please, again, Wonderful. Kimberly, thank you so much for this amazing interview. Anybody that would like to have a reading or talk to Kimberly, please go to Kimberly Marooney, and that is spelled M-A-R-O-O-N-E-Y.com, KimberlyMarooney.com. Thank you, Kimberly, for being here. I'm going to call you right back after the show. And, again, uh, please, please uh, keep on this amazing work, and I definitely will book a reading with you. (laughs) So thank you, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you, Petra.